Podcast Answer Man, episode number 269. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. Well, my friends, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man, and today I have an interesting show for you indeed. I'm going to explain to you the context behind a statement uh, that I've made recently, such as Facebook users are the homeless drifters of the internet. Uh, I, I, I promise you that is not as bad as what it sounds, and if you want to find out more, You'll want to stick around for this full episode because most of this week's episode is going to be myself and Eric Fisher, who's standing by as our social media correspondent. Uh, He and I are going to talk about some of the different changes that have happened in my approach to social media services like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, all of that and more coming up in this episode. So I certainly... encourage you to stick around but uh, I want to start things off with a couple of announcements and then talk to you about headphones and we'll get right into my conversation with Eric. Uh, First and foremost I want to let you guys know that I am going to be coming to the Dallas Fort Worth Texas area and if you are in that area I would love to invite you to come and participate in the conference that I'll be speaking at. Uh, this is going to be the Catholic New Media Conference. You can find out more information at catholicnewmediaconference.com. This is going to be from August 29th through August 31st. And uh, guys, I, I am so excited. This will be the very first time I've ever been able to say this, but I will be keynoting that event. That's right. I am going to be the keynote speaker opening the celebration on Wednesday, August 31st of this year. I'm a little bit nervous. This will be the first time that I've done a keynote presentation, but I am certainly excited about it, and I'll be talking about how to to market your message to the world, and uh, basically it's, it's how do you, how can you share your faith online in, in today's culture? How can you use new media to do that? And, and what are some of the things that you ought to think about when you are approaching the world and have a desire to, to share a message that will positively, positively impact the lives of other people? And for those of you who are in my audience that are Catholic, then certainly this may even be even more appealing to you. It is the Catholic New Media Conference. And um, what's unique about this, and and it's just funny how, you know, these things work and, and, and the kind of the sense of humor that God has. For those of you who don't know this about me, I'm not Catholic. 
So you 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 have to see the irony in the fact that here I am a Protestant Christian, um, and yet I am keynoting a talk. Uh, the conference for the Catholic New Media Conference. I could not be more delighted. It is going to be a great time. This will be, I think, only my second time in Texas. And so I'm looking forward. Last time I was in San Antonio, Texas, but uh, I'm looking forward to visiting Dallas-Fort Worth. And again, if you're in that area or willing to travel to that area in uh, the later part of August of this year, I would love to have you come down and participate in this conference. And uh, I will be there for the whole conference on the 29th through the 31st. So uh, come on down. You can get your tickets at um, Catholic New Media. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Catholic New is all oh goodness. Catholic New Media Conference, CNMC. Yes, Catholic New Media uh, which will uh, take you to the website where you can get registered. And also, I think that I don't. I, I think they give like a special bonus this like this master class of some great speeches and talks uh, to people who use who sign up for it using my promo code GSPN. And if you do, if you use promo code GSPN when you sign up for the Catholic New Media Conference, uh, they will send you this special audio file or like master class. Of, of previous speakers and, and stuff like that that um, I'm sure will be quite valuable. And uh, again, I would love to see in Texas if you're going to be in that area or willing to travel there. August 29th through the 31st, catholicnewmediaconference.com. All right, and the other announcement I wanted to share was that uh, there is a deadline of July 31st to submit a session for the podcasting track or for any track for that matter for the New Media Expo that is going to be in Las Vegas this January. Uh, the deadline, again, is January or July 31st to get your submissions in, so there's still a little bit of time. I've created a very easy link for you to type in and follow to get there. It is gspn.tv forward slash nmx for New Media Expo speaker. So again, that's gspn.tv forward slash NMX speaker, NMX speaker. All right. If you go to that, it'll forward you over to the uh, speaker submission form. And um, I think for the podcasting track so far, I actually, it was 43 the last time I looked. Let me just check real quick. It's 47. So currently I already have 47 submissions for the podcasting track. And obviously, I, I think that, you know, I won't be able to say yes to everyone, but uh, of those 47, many people have submitted more than one session, and I encourage you to do the same. Uh, if you have more than one idea that would make a great session for the podcasting track, then by all means, go ahead, submit more than one time, and we would love, I would love to do that. I'll be looking at those during the second week of August, and be I'll be building a schedule, and we'll get to work uh, promoting that right away. Alrighty, and uh, before we get over to our conversation with Eric Fisher, I want to just tell you that I have a, actually I have two pieces of brand new equipment in my studio here. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the other piece of equipment is. I'm going to kind of just tease you with that for a while because I haven't been able to have a chance to take it out of the box, but I will tell you that it is a hardware voice processing piece of equipment. And um, not ready to talk about it yet. Like I said, haven't even brought it out of the box. But I'm looking forward to giving it a shot as soon as I can. 
but I am using the other piece of brand new equipment and it is a brand new pair of headphones or I guess maybe in the pro world they would call them a brand new set of cans. Anyway, I am using the Sony MDR7506 headphones. I learned about these headphones at the Sirius XM Satellite Studios in New York City. Um, and I went there with uh, Father Roderick Von Hogan, great personal friend of mine. And he and I were interviewed for a radio show about Blog World while we were in NYC. And um, while we were there, I noticed that every single you know seat in the studio had these Sony MDR7506 headphones. And the sound that I got out of them was just amazing. And here's the deal. I've been using Bose over-the-head headphones for quite some time. Uh, they're just Bose over-the-ear. And I, I think they're like $149 at Target is where I picked mine up. And I I'd bought those because, well, number one, they're Bose. Bose is known for having amazing audio quality, and at least that's been my experience. And I've always been very happy with my Bose headphones. And not to mention the fact that Bose over-the-ear headphones when you're at target you can actually put them on just the feel of them you and and you got to realize there have been times when i've wore headphones for you know no less than eight or nine or ten hours straight um i did do a 24-hour podcast marathon so i there was one time when when i had them on (laughs) for an entire day uh but anyway headphones the bose over-the-ear headphones have been what i've been using personally in my studio but here's the deal i've never been able to use those bose headphones or sell those bose headphones in my podcast answer man package and so i've always used i I think a pair of audio technica in my podcast answer man package and um you know those have been fine most people have uh been very happy with them if you are going to wear those Audio Technicas for you know for hours, I know that they can you know they're they're not quite as comfortable. For those who are not using you know used to using headphones at all, um, then then wearing any pair of headphones sometimes can be kind of uh, disconcerting disconcerting to them. But um, the reason why I really like the Bose is because they were I mean you almost forget that they're on. You really do. But I, 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 something about these headphones, They number one, they didn't feel too bad. They actually felt kind of good when I wore them and, and when I was in the SiriusXM satellite studios and the sound. And, and I wondered if it was just the sound, you know, because of all the processing equipment. Well, I came back home. I went to my supplier and I said, hey, send me a pair of these Sony MDR7506 headphones. And oh, by the way, while you're at it, send me this other piece of hardware that's in my studio. And so they sent both of those to me. Of course, I paid for them. But uh, and I pulled these headphones out and I went back and forth between my Bose headphones and these Sony MDR 7506 headphones. And my friends, let me tell you, it is amazing. I, I, I tell you what, I love I love Bose over the ear headphones. I really do. They're great. But they do not even come close to matching the crisp and clear sound that I get from these Sony MDR7506 headphones. I mean, it is, it is, I, I, I'm, I hate to say this, but 
I if I go back to the Bose plugged into the same headphone jack and put them on, everything else being equal between the two, I go back to the Bose and it almost sounds muffled. It it almost sounds like this instead of this. And I'm like, what? Seriously? It's that it is such a clear reproduction of sound. It's out of this world. Now, here's the deal. The I've been, you know, I've been using these Sony MDX 7506 headphones for three weeks now. I didn't want to tell you guys until I've had a good chance to wear them in and stuff like that. And I have wore these headphones for hours in a day on several occasions. And they are not as comfortable as the Bose over-the-ear headphones, but they are still, to me, they're still comfortable enough. I mean, I, I, they're not actually, you know, pressing down on my earlobes and and kind of giving me that bruised feel that I would get from some pairs of headphones out there. Uh, they are, they are not. I would not label them as comfortable, but I would say that they are not uncomfortable, and the audio quality that I get out of them is worth the little bit less of comfort that I get. It is it is night and day difference, and I love these headphones. They're a little bit more expensive than the other pair of headphones that I was selling in my Podcast Answer Man package, but I went ahead and have made the decision that from now on, the Podcast Answer Man package is coming with Sony MDR 7506 headphones, and I am not increasing the price of that package. Um, you know, I'm just eating the extra cost there on my side, uh, because I, I, I just, I found out that these are great headphones and obviously I want to let you know that I do not sell these headphones individually, but you can buy them through my affiliate link with, uh, with, um, Amazon. And I'm going to get you a link to that here in one second. Alrighty. I've, uh, found it here. It is gspn.tv forward slash headphones that's right gspn.tv forward slash headphones and as i'm recording this on thursday july 19th 2012 i'm seeing that the price is 99.99 which is a really good price on that pair of cans so there you go my friends um that is a little bit of a update about what i'm doing here in my studio as far as equipment wise hopefully i'll get some time to play with this other gear within the next couple weeks and bring to you a little bit more information about it. But with that, my friends, I am going to turn things over to our social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher, who has been standing by. Eric, what do you got for us this week? All right. Well, we got a bunch of interesting stuff. And to start off, we're going to talk about Twitter confirming that they have Facebook integration of their usernames, hashtags, and photos. So what does this mean for us who are using Twitter and or Facebook? Does that mean, is, is this exciting news? Uh, well, I think what it does is it, it elevates Twitter's presence or integration or whatever you want to call it, media richness on Facebook. It you, validates Twitter a bit more. Not that Twitter, in my mind, needed any validation. If you no, sit down and not. watch television these days, uh, you know, I'm sitting there watching Ice Road Truckers and throughout the entire episode, it says hashtag IRT. And we know that that was all instigated and started, you know, the hashtag really. Well, OK, honestly, hashtags were around before Twitter, I'm sure. But it was the Twitter platform that really made use of those and integrated them before anybody else. Yeah. 
Then there are, I mean, all the TV shows that I watch today pretty much have a hashtag on the screen. And, um, you know, the Barbie, have my, my, oh, young, geez, yeah. my youngest daughter, she, she actually brings home these Barbie DVDs from the library and Barbie's Twittering. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but Barbie has cartoon movies where she's actually talking about Twittering. So, yeah, that caught me off guard too. Is that my daughter was watching one of those? Yep. So, so Twitter is 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 pretty relevant, and I don't think that it needed a lot of credibility. But I do notice that it, it's kind of weird in a way to, well, even this. I log into to LinkedIn. If I go to the LinkedIn page right now and I I want to post something, let me just go there real quick. LinkedIn.com. And it says, hey, share an update. So I can click, you know, type in and share an update. And there's a little link right here with a little tweeter, a little Twitter bird, a tweeter mm-hmm. bird. It's a tweeter bird. It's a tweety bird. So anyway, I can click this and it must mean that I, I guess at some point I actually went in to the LinkedIn settings and and added my Twitter account there. But I can actually, you know, LinkedIn is saying, hey, do you want to share this on Twitter as well? And I think, you know, obviously Facebook has had some, well, we'll talk a little bit about LinkedIn and Twitter integration in a little bit. I think you've got a story for yes. us. But um, the thing is, is even in Facebook, they have been integrating this stuff. But now Facebook's even giving f- more credibility, if you will, to to how um, the the way we communicate in Twitter. Yes. And I, I guess this is because a lot of people are cross posting. Like, for example, for me, for years, I have actually said every time I put out a Twitter message, send that over to my Facebook profile. So I would say, you know, hey, guys, I just talked with at Eric J. Fisher and uh, we talked about pound, you know, Batman rises or something like that. I have no idea. But which we did not. And I want to. But anyway. <laughs> but so here's the deal. Facebook integrates these. How is this stuff working? So, yeah, uh, ultimately how it works is it, it's tw- the Twitter for Facebook application is now integrate. It now integrates the additional, uh, for example, rich media that is embedded in, in your tweets. So, for example, if, the, if there's a link to a photo, that's going to show up when the tweet comes through instead of just looking like a, a status update that's just purely text on Facebook. Um, you will see the image or the URL will populate like it does on Facebook when you drop a URL there or at mentions or the hashtags, for example, it will show up. So, for example, if a bunch of people are tweeting about a certain hashtag and they're also cross posting that tweet to Facebook in Facebook, it will allow you to click on that hashtag and take you to a Twitter search search.twitter.com slash, you know, equals that hashtag and show you all the tweets about that hashtag. So this is, this is a bummer because you know what? I had noticed that this was going on because I, you know, again, I'd always been cross posting everything that I posted on Twitter would go to Facebook. It would also go to LinkedIn. Um, so I had all these connections set up until just this past week and, or well, actually a couple weeks ago. And, now, and I had noticed that when I posted, uploaded a picture to Twitter, it would actually show that picture, you know, a, a good sized portion of that picture on my timeline, which was very cool. Uh, but I guess what you're telling me then is that if I was to put a hashtag on Facebook, like directly into my Facebook status update, then that's not going to do the same thing. 
Right. And to believe it or not, and, I, and I'm trying to figure out if this is, I, I think what they, Twitter itself, is referring to is that this stuff only really works if you are using the official one, the official Twitter for Facebook app to where when you tweet it, Twitter itself sends your tweet over to Facebook yeah, without the whole pound FB thing going on. Yeah, because I which ju- some people do. I just went into my Facebook account and just did a direct status update that says this is a test only pound PABL and absolutely no highlight or anything like that. But if I would have kept my connection from Twitter to Facebook, and if I would have said the same exact thing on Twitter, it would have posted to my Facebook profile, and the pound P-A-B-L would be highlighted, and and it would do what you were just saying. And that was the same thing for for app mentions and stuff like that. So same thing, if I go to Facebook and directly type into Facebook, uh, just talk to at Eric J. Fisher. Um, it's going to get, it's going to try to do the Facebook, you know, cross uh, linking. It's not yep. actually going to do anything with. The, so this isn't necessarily Facebook. This is this is Twitter who has built this into their Facebook application. And it's Facebook allowing it. Because well, a lot of these things are links that you would click that take you out of the Facebook page. This is true. Uh, but so. Facebook has been allowing this not just for Twitter. I've noticed that this same exact thing is happening for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Which uh, they own. So that makes sense. Oh, well, that well, and, and it was even before they owned before Instagram. that, too, though. Yeah. And same thing with Pinterest. I have Pinterest hooked on here. So when I Pinterest something, it does actually get a little bit of a, a blurb on my on my timeline and people can click that and it'll take them to the Pinterest. So this isn't something they're doing just are just allowing uh, Twitter to do it, but it's in the API. But it is kind of nice, except for the fact that I just quit using this Twitter for Facebook application. And, and you the reason behind that, you said, had something to do with LinkedIn, which really leads us to our next story, which is Twitter drops link the LinkedIn partnership. Yeah, so this happened a couple weeks ago. Um, one of the things that I got was an email from LinkedIn. They said, "Listen, you know, if you we noticed that you have your uh, you have it set up to where anytime somebody posts something on, or actually, uh, LinkedIn had it set up to where you can go in and say, hey, if you have a Twitter account, put it in here, and and we want to ask you if you post something on Twitter, do you want us to automatically see that and post it right here on LinkedIn for you?" And I said, yeah, why not? So so I allowed them to do that. And, of course, they emailed me and said, you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, they d- they decided that uh, if you were going to do that, you, you I mean, there are ways around this. You can actually still do it by adding like pound L-I in your tweets. But that's not necessarily beneficial data for people on Twitter. Wait a second. So they have an extra hashtag. So pound li will do will still do this. So it's actually it still, still connected. do it. Yeah, it, you should be able to at least according to people that I've read. <laughs> OK, I'm going to try it right now. How about that? All right. So uh, live testing right now. Eric is trying to send a tweet with pound li. I assume that you still have the, the and that was the thing. I mean, because I just like I said before, I can go to LinkedIn and I can still see that there's some kind of obvious Twitter connection there because they still allow me to post from LinkedIn to Twitter. Yeah, you can still go to LinkedIn 
type in the sh- type in the box where it says share an update and then you can check a tweet box it's a little twitter bird icon and you check it and it will show up my twitter settings may have changed on linkedin cuz my thing's not showing up okay but we'll see anyway but in, so do we know why they decided to turn off this you know this ability to bring your tweets into linkedin honestly i ultimately don't know i i think what i think that uh the the head of the products at linkedin pointed to twitter's friday post saying that twitter's trying it was more of a twitter instigated thing to be honest uh developing a consistent experience on twitter i guess hmm. i don't totally understand i think part of it was also linkedin had had a six million linkedin password stolen thing right you know th- this is weird when something this big happens in the social media space and there's no clear reason I've, I've heard both of the things that you just said and i've heard some other crazier things that you know but nobody really knows why these two have you know fallen out of favor with one another but and and what's weird is the fact that there's still twitter integration in linkedin <clears throat> and and so who knows but all we know now is that uh, or all i knew is is for like three weeks in a row, every time I sent out a status update uh, on Twitter, I noticed that it was still going to Facebook, but it was not going to LinkedIn. And honestly, I, I don't, I hadn't been the type of person who uses LinkedIn very much, and so it wasn't that big of a deal. But I did start to notice that there was less engagement on 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 certain from certain people that who actually saw my stuff on LinkedIn. They actually did see it, and they would comment on uh, the message. They would actually click the little send a message when they seen the update, and and occasionally I got a little message here and there. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is, you know, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad this happens. I'm kind of glad it happened because it's completely changed how I'm interacting with my social media today. Well, tell me about that because I'm interested. I, I I want to know, you know, for example, you you say you've pulled the cross-posting or auto-posting to all sites. I did. And the reason why is there are two reasons really why I've done this. Number number one, we've been talking a lot about Facebook and its edge rank and how much mm-hmm. more weight they give to a post that's been posted directly to Facebook. Uh, versus one that's been paced, post, uh, posted there by a third-party service, such as if Twitter's actually posting on my behalf or Buffer is bu- posting on my ba- behalf or Hootsuite or TweetDeck or any of these other mm-hmm. uh, services. Although I think, yeah, TweetDeck would even be another one. Yeah. So, so, that, so Anything ba- that's not literally you typing in on Facebook.com or MobileFacebook.com, I should say. Right. And the and and so there was that. Actually, there are three things. The other the the second thing that got me thinking about this was this whole thing that happened um, from Blog World NYC when I uploaded those amazing pictures that I got from my friend Jason Van Orden, and I uploaded those as an album and started tagging people. And I saw the amount of content or comments when I posted really great looking photos. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that instigated me going out and getting a camera, which if you guys want to read about it, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash camera because I've since been posting a lot of pictures, a lot of albums 
on Facebook, and those things are just getting comments like crazy, uh, and the number of likes is just insane. So I started to notice like, wow, this is this definitely has something to do with the weight that is being given here, and also the fact that I'm using pictures. So, and then the third thing that instigated this idea of unlinking everything was the fact that now my my link from Twitter to LinkedIn is broken. And while I don't spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, I'm still, I've gotten 948 very valuable connections to people who, when I post something on Twitter or, or on LinkedIn, when it did get posted there, that's 948 people who had the opportunity to see it. And, and we've talked about this in our old podcast on um, social media serenity, but, but, you know, the average person, on LinkedIn, I think what was it? Was it one hundred and fifty thousand dollar income or more? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I there was some kind of stat that we had. So I mean, th- these are the people who you know, if you've got products and services, you know, these people are even going to be more likely to be your future, you know, paid clients. And so I, I definitely wanted to be able to make sure that I'm communicating with them. But at the same time, there have been many times when I would post something on Twitter that is a quick little quip or something like that, a funny little thing or just an insignificant item about my daily living that, to be honest with you, I know is perfectly reasonable for Twitter. It's certainly perfectly reasonable for my Facebook timeline profile. But being, you know, LinkedIn being what it is, maybe not so appropriate for LinkedIn, not that there are any kind of guidelines, but I know it is right. a more professional network and stuff like that. Um, and here's the deal. I also very much believe in giving personal anecdotes and and stories and letting people see in. So I do want to occasionally let people on LinkedIn see some of those insignificant little details of my life, but not as much as I was posting to Twitter and Facebook. Right. So this was actually, in a way... I kind of enjoyed the fact that it took it away because now it made me think, okay, well, what am I going to do? So I decided, okay, I'm going to unlink my Twitter from everything so that it doesn't post any, any, every, all of my posts everywhere. And instead, I'm going to start using Buffer App. And so I'm going to buffer everything. And, um, and this is great. I've got a major buffer account and, and stuff like this, but the, then the thing I noticed that um, I started to go in, it's got, I think my buffer has LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter all in there, and I could send out, you know, schedule an update or send it out immediately, and oftentimes I would be using these pictures that I have found that are very, you know, helpful in gaining people's eyes and stuff like that, and what, what I noticed is that on Facebook, the engagement of that audience is like it it's it's maybe 20% of what it was if i actually posted it directly on facebook. Oh yeah, exactly. And not to mention the fact that the pictures if i upload the picture directly to directly to facebook, it it gives it a more it, it gives the picture more room. It, give, it 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 brings in so much more. It's not just like a little thumbnail. It's like right. it fills up the 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 width of the, you know, the the side bar, side of the timeline or you can feature it and make it the full length. So I I noticed that man, I, I this edge rank still 
you know, whipping me because I, I mean, I'm not able to do this. <laughs> yeah. So what I decided was, okay, forget it. I, when I want to share something with my Twitter uh, community, I will share it on Twitter. When I want to share something on Facebook, I'll share it on Facebook. When I want to share something with LinkedIn, I'll share it with LinkedIn. Now, oftentimes, still today, that's exactly the same thing. I still want to post the same exact message occasionally. Um, and so what I've been doing on my Facebook or my mobile application or my, on my iPhone, I'll go in and type a Twitter message and I'll, I'll get it in 140 characters, right? Mm-hmm. I'll then click on it, highlight it all or do select all and copy. And then I'll post the Twitter message and then I open up the Facebook application <laughs> and then I go in and uh, the mobile application and hit send an update and then I'll take out the at reply or the at name and instead use the person's full name or whatever. And if it's a if it's an image, I won't have a link to the image. I'll upload the image mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. so I customize it specifically for Facebook so that it, it, I know that it's going to show up the way that I want it to show up. And I don't I don't post anything to LinkedIn from my mobile phone at all. I I, I just don't. But right. I but I do sometimes go in and go ahead and open up Google Plus and st- initiate an update and hit you know paste and send it on. So now I am able to quote unquote cross post. But again, I am I'm taking the audience that I know that's listening in in in, in when I'm thinking about what I'm sharing and how I'm sharing it. You're optimizing your content for each network. Exactly. And and the phrasing isn't always word for word. It's 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 adjusted slightly to now instead of using these cryptic hashtags or or cryptic uh, at names on Facebook, then it's actually using the real people's names. Sometimes I'll even try to make sure that it does grab and quote unquote tag that person in the content. Now, what it's done for me though, all of this is it's killing my clout score, it, my clout score is actually dropping drastically as a result of this. And the reason why is because I'm actually posting less. Yeah, but you've got to argue on the other spe- end of the spectrum that you you are getting more engagement. I'm getting a lot more engagement. Which is nothing to, which has nothing to do with your fault. I think it's some, it's somewhat of a, um, uh, you know, an error in clout's algorithm, to be I, honest. I would like agree. I, I, like I said before we started recording, when you mentioned clout, I said, well, yeah, my score has been going down consistently for <clears throat> the last month. And I'm get, I get more retweets, more comments, more likes, more everything, doing a lot of what you just described and getting higher engagement than I ever have. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> trust clout. Well, I'll tell you tell you what I did last night. So I, I'm I'm literally I'm at the press screening for Batman: The Dark Knight Rises, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I did on my iPhone. I went uh, onto Safari and I did a search uh, for, in Google for Google Images for the um, the poster yeah. for, for Batman: The Dark Knight Rises. Very awesome quality image. And so what do I do? I go in, I look at the full screen or full image, full size image, and I click hold on it and I save that image to my iPhone's photo library. Then I go in to Facebook first 
and I cannot believe I just said that. But I did. I actually went to Facebook because I knew, here's what I know, ongoing conversations, this is where the, and especially when it comes to an image, I know for a fact I'm going to get more engagement on Facebook. Uh, You have a larger audience there too anyway. uh, No. Well, I I have a much larger audience on on Twitter. That's true. I have nearly 10,000 people on Twitter. Let me, let me rephrase that. 2,400 people on Facebook. Let me rephrase that. You have a larger potential audience for the fact that on Facebook, it's not just about your friends, but your friends, friends. This is true. That's what I really meant. So when, so when Eric Fisher, you go in and comment on my image, even though I may not be friends with certain people. There are people you're friends with. And because you left a comment, my image is now showing up in your timeline for those people. Exactly. So, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, some would argue, well, the same is true if somebody, no, actually, no, it's not. You're because Twitter kind of says, well, you know, if, if, if the person, okay, if you were to tweet or at reply somebody based upon the picture you saw that they posted on Twitter, if I am also friends with them, I will see that. If if I am not, but you are, and you start it with at username, I will not see it. So Twitter exactly. hides it. So you're absolutely right. So yeah, I, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to say this. You were right and you didn't even know it. I'm going to say this, <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually getting more engagement from my personal Facebook profile and enjoying the conversations more from the Facebook profile. And it all goes back to something that I've been dreaming about for years on Twitter, and that is threaded conversations. It does. It goes back to that. And but let me go back to this. So I so I save, so keep going. So I have the I saved this high quality poster image of um, the Dark Knight Rises poster. I I go into my Facebook application and I say I want to upload a photo. And and so I immediately have this high quality high res. And so instead of 140 characters that says I'm at the press screening for Batman hyphen the Dark Knight Rises, love that it's in IMAX, not 3D. If that was just 140 characters, I can tell you right now, I probably would have got a couple responses. A couple people would have see, would have actually saw my profile image and stopped to see. I wonder what clips posted here, but nobody in their right mind could completely avoid the image of Batman that I chose to use. And then there's that. And then the next thing you know, I've got, you know, 22 other people, you know, Ben Moore, Parker Lilly, and 22 others like this and view all nine comments since last night. Now that's not a lot, but you know, there are some other ones. Like for example, check this one out. I've got, um, Stephanie and I just finished season two of Downton Abbey. Wow. My friends, uh, many will be shocked to hear this, but Downton Abbey is, Abbey is definitely my all-time favorite TV show, and I enjoy it even more than I ever did Lost. Many of you uh, know that when I say that, I'm not I'm, that I'm saying a lot. Stephanie and I plan to talk about why we fell in love with this show in our, our next episode of Family from the Heart on Thursday. That will be episode 218 for those who are wondering. And of course, what do I have? A big, gigantic image, which is the you know promotional image for Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. So Jared Easley, Peter Adal, and 17 others like it. And there are 30, 30. 30 yeah. comments. Yep. Uh, and, and so, th- you know, 20 to 30, you know, 15, 16, 20, 30 comments is becoming average per post. Yep. This is per update. 
And, uh, the, you know, this is this a lot more engagement than I've had before. And by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, but what I just read to you about Downton Abbey, that's a little bit more than 140 characters. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've I've totally unlinked. Uh, Twitter is getting 140 character updates with. I do know that one thing I need to do is when I'm posting the Twitter, I do need to go ahead and upload the image there, too. I keep forgetting to do that. But, uh, yeah. I, I, I do need to start doing that. But here's here's my philosophy now. If I can make it happen, instead of just putting a text status update, I want to find an image that will go along with it. You know, just just anything. I mean, now if it says, you know, hey, heading to Chipotle. Well, maybe I do take a picture of the Chipotle sign on the door and I use that. But mm-hmm. but because I'm choosing to go this route as as much as possible to use an image to tie to the text, you know, update to give it context and to to have a visual appeal. I'm finding that um, number one, it's gaining more engagement, but at the same time, I am sending less updates. But it's worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. You're be, you're picking the cream of the crop, yeah. and then that's what you're known for. Yep. And so. here here's the deal. Because of all of this, it I mean, it doesn't take much more once you've decided how to craft your message. It doesn't take much more time to just go ahead and open up this. Uh, and this is exactly what I'm doing. If if I have if I have five minutes, then I will do all of the you know choosing of the image and how I'm going to word it and everything. I will post it to Twitter. I will post it to Facebook. I, and I hate to say this on my computer. I would probably today post it to Facebook first. Then I would post it to Twitter. Then I would post it to LinkedIn if I think it's appropriate. Um, then I would post it to Google Plus if I have enough time and I care. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'll post it to Pinterest. Why not? Right? Oh, yeah. oh, oh. And if I if I have my mobile app and I'm doing it that way, I'll post it to Instagram as well. You know, nice. all of these places are using the image to grab an appeal for people's attention. And I'm getting it. It is it is it is a cool way to do this. And and none of this works if I'm just allowing the applications to cross post, at least not when it comes to Facebook because of the edge rank, the weight of of being able to say, hey, this was posted using Facebook. We're going to get we're going to send this out to even more people in their timelines. Yeah. To me, it sounds like you've you've turned off the social networking autopilot and are now actually uh, trading the little bit of convenience time-wise for a lot more optimization and engagement. Absolutely. And so some people are listening to this like, wow, how much more time is that taking up? And and the, the thing is, as I've already said, I'm posting a little bit less than I normally would as far as updates, but I'm, I'm bringing the cream of the crop of what I would share to the, to the top, which is nice. And the question is, why would I be willing to spend more time doing it this way, to actually posting individually, handcrafting, even personally tweaking for each service, how it actually shows up on the service, how, you know, how I word it in the service so that it doesn't have like any kind of memes from another service that that people may not know about. All of that, the reason why is because I care about the people on the platforms and for too long, I've allowed myself, I've allowed myself 
to let my own predetermined desire for one platform over another to overshadow the the value of the relationships of the individuals who happen to be in those other platforms. That's awesome. Uh, to be honest, sitting back here and just hearing you explain all of this makes me happy. <laughs> this, because this has been the exact same journey that I've been on and I've done bits and pieces of it sooner than you, but not with a cohesive kind of a strategy until say sometime in the last six months. So it's, it's, and, and I've hinted at it a couple times. Yeah. Like when we, when we did our big, Hey, I'm back on using Google plus full time thing, which has kind of dwindled again. Like <laughs> I, I, we talked about this and you've kind of done it yourself anyway. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and by the way, I have been posting some of these images with a handcrafted thing on Google plus and, and maybe it's because I told people that I hate Google plus that they're not responding, but almost no engagement there. I, one po one comment, one, one or two comments per, per update is about max is what I'm getting there. And, yeah. and that, that, yeah, but I still say it's got potential, but it's very much like LinkedIn and there's a unique audience there that I don't know that I fully understand yet. You know, we're already at 30 minutes and 30 and a half minutes on this, but I, I would, I, I would be willing to play an audio clip for you <laughs> and, and it, it's going to make me sound really horrible. I think at the end, because, um, I called Facebook the, the homeless drifters of the internet okay <laughs> so here here's the thing uh i want to set this up i'm going to play this audio clip and uh and then i want to see what your reaction is to it but we've been covering in the podcast mastermind we have been covering the book crush it by gary vaynerchuk great book and, and chapter nine is well i had been telling everybody that it's one word and it's actually more than one word it's the the one word of course is care it's all in capital letters and and um, the reason why it's more than one word is it at the bottom of that page where it says care it says got questions email me Gary at VaynerMedia.com. so it is I mean and by the way that communicates a lot in my mind so we believe it or not we took this chapter that has one word care and we spent probably 20 minutes talking about that chapter in each of my podcast mastermind meetings this week and we have been talking about, you know, do you know, what if I don't like Facebook? What if I don't like this platform and stuff like this? Why would I go there? Why would I spend all this time creating this and that? And and of course, I'm not a proponent of going and being everywhere if you're not going to be there and facilitate conversation and be a part of those conversations and, and engage with people. But I do believe that you ought to pick one and engage and and that you should do it and and it all came down to it and i love this chapter about we care about people it's 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 not necessarily we're passionate about facebook we're passionate about helping people understand podcasting we're passionate about helping people understand social media we're happy you know and stuff like that so let me let me play this audio clip and tell me what you think all right here we go Show people that you care. If you don't care, it's more important to learn how to care about people and to communicate that you care to people than it is to learn how to improve your audio quality and all those other things. And I, th I think Gary's shown that. Um, how do you overcome your dislike for a platform and still come up with the thing? You know what? I will schedule one hour Monday, Wednesday and Friday and spend that three hours a week every single week 
creating a Facebook fan page and engaging those people there. Why would I do that? It's because I care. You know, why does Pat Flynn do that? Because he cares. Why does PJ Jonas and, and their family have theirs where they're literally engaging with thousands of people? It's because they care. And it's not necessarily that they love Facebook, but they do that. They care. And it's like, you know what? It, okay. So I could, I could try to do everything to get them to come on my website and come and be where I'm comfortable, but I care about these people. So why don't, why don't I serve them? And it's kind of like saying, you know what? I care about the homeless. So I'm going to start feeding the homeless once a month. I'm going to spend a couple hours out of my schedule and I'm going to feed the homeless. But here's the deal. I'm going to feed the homeless in my driveway. They have to come to me to get it. Instead of taking the food and preparing it and then having to actually go and and take it to the place where the homeless people are. So I, I don't know if that's a terrible analogy or not, but I think it's fitting. How do you say, you know what, I, I have a restaurant and I'm trying to promote my restaurant or whatever. But, you know, what? I, I also care about people who can't maybe come to my restaurant and I want to go out and, and show people that I care for them as well. You know, I have a passion for I have a passion for feeding people and it's not just about the money and, and selling them food. I have a, pa- I have a genuine passion for f- feeding people good food and I care. And that's why once a month I'll, I'll take a couple hours of my day and go down to the homeless shelter and bring them the most exquisite food they've ever had in their life. And in my mind, that's kind of what a Facebook fan page is. It's it. <laughs> Facebook fan page is the, is the homeless drifters of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Eric? That's awesome. <laughs> I think you're dead on with, I mean, yeah, it's humorous, but I mean, you're dead on with the analogy there. Yeah, you have to go where the people are. You can't just sit back. I mean, you can optimize your own home base, your own website, et cetera, as much as you want to. But uh, when it comes down to it, you still have to try to get in front of them, but not in a salesman way, but in a helpful way. That's, I mean, that's the takeaway there for, for you know, <laughs> People here who are podcasters who are doing podcasting as their business or part of their business, it's exactly what you're saying. Very cool. I, I, I'm glad that I didn't sound too bad because I, 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 and it is, it is very, I loved that analogy when, and, and that came to me as I was actually saying it. It's just like, you know, this is, you know, the, the question is, do, you know, are you doing what you're doing because you're passionate about your top subject matter and because you care about people? And if so, Sure. I, I, I believe you ought to have your, you know, you ought to, you know, if you're passionate about cooking and passionate about feeding people, by all means, create yourself a restaurant, your home base, your home on the web, if you will, for your blog or whatever. And, and, and have, have it to where people come to you, you know, and, and stuff like that. But be willing, you know, if you're really genuinely passionate about feeding people and, you know, there's, by the way, there's nothing wrong with monetizing that. And, and so, sometimes it's because you're able to monetize that, you're able to occasionally leave your home base and go and do things for free for people and to invest your time in other areas. So absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love that. And, um, I, you know, I'm still not at a place where I'm ready to do a Facebook fan page because I still feel like I'm doing everything that I would do with the fan page right now on my personal profile, but, um, I still see some things that could be done with a fan page that I'm seeing some other people do that I'm not able to do on a profile, but at the same time, I'm not willing to do a Facebook fan page 
mostly because of the mafia tactics of Facebook and the fact right. that they're not going to give me. Matter of fact, I think it's become quite clear in their posting. My my posts, my status updates, my pictures, my everything has more weight in EdgeRank as a personal profile. It does. Than I would if I had a page. Yeah. I, it, again, that's another reason not to. Yep. At least for now. At least for now. And But the thing is, though, is I'm spending a lot more time in that place where more people are. Exactly. Yeah. Eric, fun conversation as always, my friend. Yes, definitely. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast Answer Man. I want to say thank you for tuning in yet again to this episode. I also want to say thank you to those of you who have gone out and used my Bluehost affiliate link. Of course, if you go over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting, you will see where I share all about my thoughts on Bluehost, servant hosting, shared hosting versus VPS, all of that stuff. If you decide to go to Bluehost, of course, I do get a generous commission. Of course, then again, so do I also get a generous commission if you use servant hosting. But uh, affiliate links to both of those can be found over at podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. And I want to say thank you to the folks behind livingapeacefullife.com. Livingapeacefullife.com signed up using my Bluehost account. And uh, website is still pending, but I happen to know that this is a member of the podcasting A to Z course that I have got going on. So exciting things happening there. Absolutely loving my podcasting A to Z course. I have 32 students and I hope that by August 3rd, Friday, August 3rd, there will be 32 new podcasts in the iTunes directory as well as on the subscription list of many people around the world hey are you looking for artwork for your podcast if you are looking for some new 1400 by 1400 great looking artwork or if you need a logo created for you or if you need a banner for your website any kind of artwork head over to podcastanswerman.com slash jenny h that's j-e-n-n-y h and let her know that you heard about her from Cliff Ravenscraft over at podcastanswerman.com. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I will be back again next week, as always. And I have no idea what I'll be sharing with you then, but I know it'll be worth our time. So God bless you all. Until then, take everything you do to the next level. <laughs>